what happened in life that um, separated you from another record for such a length of time? Well, I'll just go back to when I did my first album, which was called Courage. And it's when I had decided to get off the road and I wanted, because I could have been on the road forever performing. And I decided to get off the road and record an album. And I did. I, I was in the process of recording Courage. And um, at that point in time, <laughs> much, to the, much to the surprise of my manager, I got pregnant. Here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, welcome back again, everybody, to Podcasting Your Global Career. So glad you guys are here once again, and I've got a great guest, as usual. We don't have average guests on this show, do we ever? And I want to just ask you guys if you'd do me a huge favor and please share this show with somebody. I know a lot of people out there are digging it, but they don't know about it. So I'm counting on you to influence them to please download and subscribe to this show and also share it with somebody. Today is such a real treat for me because we haven't had an artist on in such a long time and we haven't had an artist of this caliber on in such a long time either. From the great country of Canada to my north, I'm really excited to have this Canadian artist on and she is a monster singer-songwriter. She's just awesome. Um, she's been evolving and expanding her relationship with music and writing for quite some time. She really goes deep into her craft, cultivating songs from an intense personal space. And she has this great new album out called Sorry I'm Late. I was driving in the car when she sent a note to me. Um, I think it was on Instagram, just a hello, polite hello. And I was blown away at the caliber of songwriting and song artistry that this woman exhibits. And we're celebrating today her new album, Sorry I'm Late. And the title track is going to be featured in a little bit in this broadcast. So I am so delighted to introduce to you guys from Toronto, Canada. We're taking a ride from the Music City to hang out with Roseanne Baker Thornley. And in that moment, I went, you know, that's not a bad name for the album, given it's been 28 years since my last album. And it just, you know what? And it's just, yeah, life, life, life. What, you know, someone asked me once, so why so many years between the first album and the second? And I thought about it. And there's so much that went through my head. And I just looked at him and said, life, life. So that said, good name for the album, but I didn't have a song. And I thought, well... I should probably write a song around that. So in true form to me, I was standing at the piano one day going, oh, I kind of have an idea of what this could be, but I'm not going to sit down because once you sit down, you're committed. Yeah. You're okay if you're standing at the piano. And I was just playing some stuff and I thought, you know, I kind of like, and I sat down. Six hours later, I pretty much had where I wanted the song to go as far as the content of the song. And that's how that song came to be. And it, ended up being the title track. 
Wow. So explain to me about the once I sit down thing, because I, I feel like I have a little bit of that. So you were you didn't want to sit down because no. why? Because that was an investment of sitting there and falling into the space of that song. And it really is. It really is a space that when you sit down, it's amazing because you can be there for what you think is a very short period of time and then go, wow. I've been sitting here for five hours. So, and I love that. I do love that about writing. I think that's part of the, 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 the cathartic sort of healing of um, songs sometimes is they let you disappear into a space where you can really focus, <laughs> you know? That's, and that's, a, that's a, a real joy when you can actually have those moments of clarity to some degree and just follow and just be in that moment. Well, you, 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 you're a musician as well. So it's, it's that feeling of just being in the moment of that song. There's yeah. something about the songwriting um, bug that, that is like, because when you said that, I immediately, immediately realized that I do that a lot. It's like, wait a minute, I, I got this. I got something really hot here. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaving in three minutes. Uh, the, the car's running. Maybe. And I start writing oh, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to sit because I want to capture this thing while it's so alive in my spirit. I don't care if exactly. it's two sentences. I'm just going to exactly. leave it here as a, as a place marker. And then I'll yeah. come back and then I'll, because I don't want to, I don't want to lose it, but I, I know I can't do it right now, but, but I'm going to capture yeah. something, you know, <laughs> capture it. And, and I, I mean, I joke that inspiration isn't always convenient. It's yeah. like, no, I mean, I've had with another song on the album called That's All I Want. All I wanted to do was sit and watch a movie late at night. And it kept going over my head, the lyric for it. That's all I want. I want us to be like the end of a movie. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And I wrote it down and I thought, okay, that's enough. I'm not going to do this right now. And, you know, I thought, you know, I can hear the melody for that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Now it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I just want, and anyway, I got up, went to the piano, this again to the piano. And I was there for like three hours writing the song. And I'm like, this is not what I had planned. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let me ask you, I want to dig in a little deeper to um, the reason why um, it, you took so long between records. Do you want to, do you want to okay. talk about that space a little bit? It was, it was a long time and you're obviously a very gifted songwriter. I mean, I could tell a mile away that, you know, you're the real deal. Uh, you know, people say they write songs and yeah, they do. But um, there's a certain it's not just craft. I mean, we all have to work on craft, but um, yeah. you, you go beyond that um, in that you are spiritually connected to your artistry, which I, I can totally relate. So so what happened in life that um, separated you from another record? For such a length of time. Well, I'll just go back to when I did my first album, which was called Courage. And it's when I had decided to get off the road and I wanted, because I could have been on the road forever performing. And I decided to get off the road and record an album. And I did. I, I was in the process of recording Courage. And um, at that point in time, <laughs> much, to the, much to the surprise of my manager, I got pregnant. And I said to him, don't worry, I, I'm good. I got a lot of energy. I got this. I can do this. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm all good. And I was, I was. And what happened though, 
in that moment was my passion changed when my daughter was born. I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this new little person in my life and my family life, I was really drawn to that as my passion. So I literally um, called up, I, uh, I had a, a deal with Sony and I called them up and said, I'm, I just want to park my album for a little bit, just for a little bit. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, you know, and people were saying, well, you've worked so long for this. I was like, I know, I know, but this is not, a, this is not a type of thing you can do unless you're fully invested and passionate about it. Cause there's so many barriers in it. I mean, you got to have yourself to get through all of it all the time. Yeah. That's the one thing you can rely on. So I, I shelved the album and I was, I was still writing and I was, you know, I was even asked back then people were saying, I had producers asking me, will you do some writing with other artists? And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I write from, I write for me. Yeah. So through all of this, um, in, in that time when I was still doing a little bit of writing, but now my daughter had grown up a little bit and I was loving it. I mean, I, I have no regrets about stepping out for a while. I mean, I had the best of all worlds in there. So my daughter, as she was then growing up, I was, I had a bit more time to do what I wanted to do. And as far as music, and I, I stepped into this songwriting challenge and the challenge was to write six songs in six weeks. And I thought, huh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. And I did, I did do that. And it was almost like a switch went back on in my head. And all of a sudden, all I wanted to do was write. And I'd also been sort of, you know, dabbling in, in finding out what people were doing in the writing world a little bit more. And I'd found this group out of um, L.A. called uh, Matrix. And they actually wrote Avril Lavigne's album with her. They, it was two writers and a producer. And they wrote Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy. And I thought, well, that's cool to bring a young artist into the room who has some ideas about what they want to write about, but don't necessarily have the 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 craft or the skills or the voice to be able to articulate it fully in a song. Yeah. So it was at that point when I had written these songs that I thought, you know what? I don't want to step back in as an artist right now. I will step back in as a writer though. And I started calling up producers and saying, okay, I, I will start writing with some people. And I loved it. I loved it because I was able to be all these different people through these other people. Yeah. And having, a, having an artist sit in the room across from me and to sort of feel their, their just feel their, their presence in the room, I was able to write with them through that. So I did that for a long, I did that. And that's what I do. That's a big part of my life right now as well. Yeah. And I love it. I love being in the wings. I love saying, you go do this. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but at the same time, I was also writing songs for myself just because I do. I just write songs. Yeah. And, and I, I started thinking, I, my, my album from 28 years ago, that's not me now. That was me then. Yeah. And I wanted to be current me. And I thought, maybe I should do an album. I couldn't believe I was saying maybe I should do an album. Yeah. But I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. It, it's really... Um... Uh, this the co-collaborating thing. I have not done enough of that, and I I really feel you from from that perspective. Of it just makes you you better um, by virtue of someone else's uh, synthesizing your ideas and vice versa. You know, coming back and forth. Yeah. 
if you will. It's like playing ping pong and it just, the match gets better the longer it goes, it seems, you know. Yeah. And, and it's somebody else's heart in it as well and their perspective. It's, it's like, I, I think one of the, I was actually going to get t-shirts made for friends of mine. They're also writers. It's, to, it's, it's really in a, in a writing room and you have an idea and you know, it's not a great idea, but you want to put it out there because it might spark something in that other person. And so the line is always, this isn't it, but, and you say the line and it, it probably isn't. And you just have to feel safe in that room to be able to say whatever you want to say. And then it can spark something in somebody else. They go, oh, yeah, that's, you're right. That, what about this over? It's, I love it. I do love it. Yeah. I do a lot of co-writing with a lot of people now. And, and I'm, I thought about this the other, I'm very privileged in, in the fact that some of the people I work with and the voices and their, their sheer talent. Amazing. This is a really good time to play Sorry I'm Late from the album of the same name. Here's Roseanne Baker Thornley. I had to keep a conversation I couldn't leave A ton to do so I didn't sleep A lot of people I want to please Had a pile of clothes I had to wash Had to raise the kid and walk the dog Grab the groceries and drop them off Had so much to do that I forgot Sorry I'm late but there's a thousand things I had to do today And another thousand things that I would love to chase That I have to wait Sorry I'm late Had a stack of bills I had to pay For 25 years I know that saved me how to Moment there where I kind of wanted Thought I had enough time But it took longer I got caught on another road And the clock didn't stop And I got older There were years there where I lost a page Had a lot of plans I couldn't change Sorry I'm late But there's a thousand things I had to do today and another thousand things that I would love to chase That I have to wait Sorry I'm late Twenty-two turns twenty-nine Thirty-one turns thirty-five Forty-one and forty-three Run quickly into fifty And fifty-one meets fifty-three And right beside is fifty-five And fifty-six I can't believe When it's staring right at sixty Sorry I'm late But there's a thousand things I had to do today and another thousand things that I would love to chase That I have to wait Sorry I'm late 
So that was just amazing, Roseanne. Um, How did you feel when you finished that, when you were sitting at the piano six hours later, which just started off with probably just a little riff, and then all of a sudden it blossomed into this gorgeous, not just a flower, but a whole garden of sunflowers? Well, and you know what? It's all so true. And, And people will listen to the song and go, oh, it's sad. And I was like, well, I didn't write it from a sad perspective. I really wrote it from the perspective of cut me some slack. I've had some stuff on my plate right now, but I'm here now and, and, and I am doing it, but sorry, I'm late, but I had all this to do. And it's like, I love the line of, I had to raise the kid. I had to walk the dog. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot said in just one line. And, and it's there, all those things. And I know people can relate to it because it's very true in many people's lives. It's, you don't regret what you're doing in your life, but you do, you do go off into the grass sometimes with, you know, cause you're passionate about things, your children. It's like, well, yeah, I can't do that now. I got to do that over there. So that's, that's the perspective I wrote it from, but it, it, it resonates with people in, in different ways. And, and I love that when people will contact me and say, I love it because it, it so speaks to me and it really, it really never is too late. I mean, maybe if I want to be a ballerina, it might be a little late for that. But right now you can create, you can create forever. I actually think the the experience and the maturity is, is beneficial. Yeah, it is. I mean, I tell young writers, yeah, I tell young writers I work with and they're like, you know, some of them are like 19 and I'll say to them, you're, you're 19 right now. You can't be 34. (laughs) You, You have to work with what you've got. And yeah. you bring certain things to the table at this point. And when you're 50, you'll have, you'll have a different perspective. You, you evolve, you evolve through life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often, oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I've had, I've had as young on my show, I've been doing this since 2015 and I've had as young as 14 um, and all the way up to people yeah. in your seventies. And um, you know, one of the things I always profess is that, you know, you, you don't don't be so anxious for being the tops of the pops. It's not really as glamorous a, as you think. And the more valuable thing that you have, which you're not understanding, is you get to do this, and you should you should yeah. preserve this and like and treasure it. That um, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, I became an electrical contractor very young in life so that I could sustain my music. That was the only reason that I did that, you know, and I was very successful at it. And, and I never gave up. I, I always kept playing and turning out records, you know, through kind of pretty much my whole life. And it's like, it's something that's so valuable. I had this young girl call me up one time. She said, 
you know, she was going to be a guest on my show. And she said, my parents are so upset because they keep waiting for this to happen. I said, what are you expecting to happen? And I gave her that same speech is if you love this, protect it and preserve it and just keep doing it. Cause that's the joy. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I also, I will get p people that come in and say, we, we, I need to write a hit song. That's always, that's always funny. The hit song. <laughs> and, and, and my comment is, I, for one, I'm not a writer that writes, I, I don't put pressure on people to write stuff. I know that there's a lot of people that, and it can, songs can come fast. Yeah. But a lot of times they don't. And I think you have to give a song its due time to create. Like I wrote Sorry I'm Late at the piano that night. The, I had it, but I went back to it and revisited lines and thought about how does this flow? I mean, then you're into like, you're, you're looking at the lyric, you're looking at the melody, you're looking at what am I saying here and how, and where am I going with this? My bridge, you know, the bridge with all the years going by quickly. Yeah. That, that was important to me to, to show not everything that happened in that time, but just to show the, how quickly that time goes by, which yeah. is what I did in the bridge. But I am a firm believer in, yes, a song can come quickly. I, I've done it too. Where you just go, wow, that's it. It's done. Yeah, I don't think that's the norm. I, I don't right. believe that's the norm. So I always, when people work with me, I don't rush it. I find what we're going to write about is usually in the conversation of getting to know that person. Yeah. I like to know the person I'm writing with. I will meet with people before I write with them. And even when they come to write, we're still talking because it's in there. I'll, they'll say something. I'll go, ah, oh, that's interesting. And I write the line down. So people, I think, have to be a little more patient with with and, and just live with it a little bit and not be so hard pressed to get it done. Yeah. The beauty's in the doing. it. I love crafting. I love it when you have the idea and you're like, oh, now I'm just making this better. That's, yeah. that's a great feeling. So with this whole hit idea of writing a hit, I really am of the world now with artists. There's so much diversity out there in music. Yeah. It's not just one path. And I will tell artists who are great. I mean, these, these younger artists or the staff, whatever the artists, um, I tell them that just play what's in your heart. And if people, if it resonates with people, that is truly the best path forward. It's for yeah. certain the most mentally healthy path forward instead of just trying to be what you think people want you to be. Cause they don't know. They yeah. really don't know. They're yeah. just like, give me something. I like it or I don't like it right now with me. It's funny when people would say, why are you doing the second album now? Now, I know this is going to sound funny, but my comment back was because now I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's the best place to be. I'm, I'm doing it because I want to do it. Yeah. And, and I love if it resonates with people. Oh, that's um, that's awesome. But I am certainly not sitting here going, what should I have done differently to make it more popular? I'm not. I'm like. That's, that's who I am. If you want to hear heavy metal, I got the heavy metal band over there I'm writing with, but I've also got, you know, this is, this is a hundred percent me right now. It's a hundred percent me. And I'm right. good. I'm good with that. And that's what I want people to be when they're sitting there. I'm like, just play what's in your heart and we'll go from there. Yeah. There's no pressure that way. It's great. No. You know, it's, it's funny. The uh, last two records I wrote, you know, to your point about not being in a hurry, um, I wrote about, I don't know, somewhere between 60 and 80 pieces of music for each record. And this was, you know, years apart, but um, I didn't try to write a whole song. I just said, I'm just going to yeah, do a this. vibe 
Yeah, and I and I do oh. little snippets. It might be just a song title or a couple of lyrics or a riff or whatever. And then I went on vacation and I remember sitting at the beach with my little black notebook and my little tiny, you know, recorder and headphones and going through each and it was like listening for the first time because I never listened back to what I wrote. No. And it was like no. I would grade them and I wouldn't pay any attention to anything that even had to get at least a seven or a nine, seven to nine. Yeah. Anything else I just and I came up with 15 and then it whittled down to like 12 to, that I ended up working on because it was so freeing because it's like. I'm not going to churn away and like spend hours and years, you know, because the older I get, like you said, the slower I get at writing because I'm more methodical and really vet them oh, out, yeah. and like really make sure yeah. that, you know, this is worth my time or I'll move on to the next thing. So um, funny. Yeah, there thing is no good enough, right? There is no just good enough. And so this is good enough. No, 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 no. I, no. I live in the good enough. Yeah, it's got to be. I was going to mention it. Yeah, when I write, I write to what I call landing lines. And that can be as simple as I write a lot of lines down. And my landing lines are where I want to land. It's like, it's probably the hook. It's probably right. the hook. And I don't know what's above it, but I do know that that's the sentiment of that final line. And it's always interesting. I, I had to write, um, I'm working with a, a producer in LA and he sent me a track to, you know, that he was, he was working on and, and a line. And it was interesting because that line can take on so many different meanings depending on what you write it to. Yeah. So what I tell people when they're for writing and that, you know, people, it seems people fall into uh, writing melodies more so than lyric at times, because I don't know, there just seems to be more people focused on melody. But what I'll do is I'll write down a line. But now what I do is I'll also write down why I wrote down that line. Because I remember I used to just write down the line and I'd look at it later and go, what, why did I write that? What, what, what's that all about? Yeah. Now I write down the circumstance so that I can fall back into that same moment. So I can have that inspiration. So I don't lose that. I've got the line and I also wrote, I saw this and this meant this to me, or I take a picture of something or whatever it takes me back into that moment. It takes a little while to get back in that moment, but you can get back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you use the dictionary when you write? Um, I use, um, some online, I, I use a thing called master writer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Heard it. And yeah. I, I try not to use it. Yeah. I, I really like master writer. It's quick and, but I don't like to go to it immediately. I'll, I'll go to it once in a while, but I'd rather kind of figure it out on my own. Yeah. And, and also I was going to say when I'm working with other artists, if they're singing something, but they're not singing something that I can really distinguish what they're saying. I understand their phrasing and I can write the words to fit what they intuitively have said, have sang. That's right. cool. Phrasing. Like a run on line. Yeah. Like a da, 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 da. Ah, okay. Hang on a second. Da, 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 da. And I'll figure out what the words are that fit in there. Yeah. That's Based more your, it's more your signature than anything. I think is phrasing is so important. And, there, and the reason I asked about the dictionary is, you know, I discovered that, I don't know, about at eight or so years ago, I use that as a tool for like, if I'm just looking, if I have a word that's unusual or interesting and I look it up and it, it takes me down what I call fractals, like all of a sudden oh, yeah. it took me down this path and like, wait, there's a whole new avenue of opportunity. And it's just, it's just such a simple little oh, yeah. hack, but it, it, it sometimes yeah. if you're stuck, it's just great. It's like, for me, 
alternate tuning is a big one. If I'm like not feeling it, I do all kinds of different tunings and I, and I love alternate tuning. So it brings me to a, a different place, almost like I'm hearing everything brand new and it's like, Oh, more possibilities, you know? Um, I don't think I have, I don't think I have a guitar in here that's in standard tuning. Oh, the, yeah. It's always okay. my job. It all has to, you're right. Because just changing that to a D instead of an E it's just that little bit of sparkle. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. That low <laughs> yeah. D is just like you're I, in heaven. Yeah. And I don't um, even know, I don't even know what my tunings, I don't even know what my tunings are sometimes. I'm just so in the moment of, oh, I just hear this, I hear this, and I just tune it to whatever and I play and I go, oh, that works. And then I check what my tuning is later. It's like, wow, yeah. that was random, but it works. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, like yeah. uh, demos are like if I'm doing like arrangement stuff, which I love to do, um, I just I'm so hot to get to it. I don't do any kind of I don't want to tweak knobs. I want to plug in and get it down oh, like, yeah. fast, yeah, you know, like go. because I'm inspired now and I'll tweak and yeah. tune and all that crap later on. You know, you know, I funny thing. Yeah. I got your um, I got I saw your th- your notice pop up on my phone and I don't know what platform it came, came up on. And I was so frustrated because I was in the car and, you know, we have so many communication, communication methods now that it's frustrating because I I see that and I'm like, that was great. I listened to it again. And you had another song on there. I listened to that, played it for my fiance next day. You know, I'm thinking I got to go back and I want to reach out to this artist because that was so memorable. And then I couldn't find it. And I was like really getting annoyed. <laughs> and I said, how the hell, you know, the best thing I've heard in so long. And it's like, I, I never usually listen to something twice. Um, and I, yeah, I people send you. me a lot of music all the time. And, 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 and not that I, I never do, but it's unusual, especially in the car. Cause I'm multitasking yeah. all the time. And uh, I finally hunted it down, but I thought it was so <laughs> funny because you know, we have all this great ways of communicate and we don't communicate well <laughs> as a society. I always, think it's, worse. <laughs> I, know. I always think it's funny when you text somebody to see if they're available to, for a call. Yeah. You used like, to just call, you used to just phone, you know, and say, I, I you know, know, are you busy right now? No, I'm good. Now it's like, okay, better send a text to make sure that they've got, you know, it's, it's like that. My yeah. favorite thing is, oh. is I call people and if they don't pick up or, you know, it goes into voicemail 99% of the time, I always send them a text and say, I know it's against the law to actually make a phone call, but I'm, I'm breaking the law. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. I don't care. So, yeah. 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 Let's yeah. talk a little bit uh, about your process, Roseanne. Like when okay. you are writing, um, I love to hear about, you know, writer's habits and, you know, daily rituals, but, but like for songwriting, let's just take that as an example. Do you get yourself into a, um, a state where you schedule and say, I'm scheduling out writing for this time every day, or how does it work for you for your creative? Okay. Process? Well, I certainly don't, I, as much as I would love to write every day, there's simply not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Um, between all of these buckets that I manage that are pretty much all music I've got now, my, now I have this artist bucket. It's a massive bucket to manage okay. with just 
getting getting things organized for it, getting video. I'm just in the midst of planning new videos right now to be done. So I'm doing that. I'm working with my radio team, my PR team on what are we doing? And this song is coming up next spring, but we still have to plan for it now. So that takes up a lot of time. As far as writing, because I write as I back to writing with other people again, because I do that, I am scheduled in every week to do writing with somebody. Right. And now my time to write, to act, I have to actually, I, I write a lot for myself, either very late at night. I mean, late at night, because there's this different energy when it's quiet at night. There, yeah. there seems to be something about it. Um, or I'll, I'll, I'll be working on something else and I can hear the song in my head when I'm doing something else. I don't know where it's going. I'm like, no, no. And I'll, and I'll, I'll pull away and pick up the guitar, but I've literally written songs in five minute increments just because I'm going, okay, I like that shape. I like that. Okay. Write that down. I'll go back to that later. There's a lot of go back to it later in my life. Yeah. Um, I would love to be able to do more writing every day. And I guess if I had, many people doing many things for me all the time, I might be able to do that. <laughs> but if I didn't dedicate time to what my, to, to, to getting my music out there, nobody would hear it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's definitely, that's, a, that's kind of a, a normal thing I find with artists is that they want to create. I get it. But then you say, what's the plan? Plan? <laughs> yeah. Right. I have a plan. Yeah. I do have a plan. And because uh, I'm a bit business brained as well as creative brained, um, which are probably a bit of the same thing, you know, back and forth. But um, yeah, as far as writing, it's going to be mostly with uh, doing a lot of co-writing right now and yeah. sitting in the studio yeah. with people that are recording right now and working with them through the studio and the songs. Yeah. Which I love. Great. And you are also coaching, are you not? I Good. coach as far as, because of everything that I've lived at this point in my life, right. when I take on a new art, I don't write with everybody. I definitely want to write with people I feel are invested in themselves and that I can be a hundred percent invested in. Yeah. Cause that's the way I like to work. I really like to believe in the people I work with. And then as far as coaching, it's saying, okay, so how are we going to do this? What is your plan? We've got to figure, we've got to figure that out. Um, you know, it's sometimes helping them figure out how they're going to get grants for things. It's writing the songs. It's how, who's going to produce this with a lot of times through me with different producers. Um, yeah. So that coaching and back to someone sitting at the piano and me just saying, play what's in your heart. Yeah. That's a good place to start. That's coaching yeah. to me. That is by my example of, of what I went through when I was younger with trying to get an album out. It's just, it's, it's some perspective on how it can be. It doesn't mean it's the way it has to be, but it's a way. So your days are, I can tell, filled. Is it filled beyond uh, the measure of what you're comfortable with? Or is it just right? I mean, it, n none of us ever get it just right. We always seem to yeah. be like, you know, massaging yeah. it to be perfect. And, and I don't think it ever gets perfect. But um, how is it? for where you were sitting right now, as far as workload, are you overwhelmed or are you in a, a pretty good place? I would say I'm, I'm a pretty organized person. So I live much by my list yeah. <laughs> and 
it's it's a juggling a lot. The social media component of things is a bit of work. It's also I love writing, and I don't mean just writing songs. Um, I love writing some of the posts and yeah. talking about what the songs mean. I love talking about my team and what they've done outside of just me. So all that has to be written. I do love writing. And do you feel like as- um, you feel like you're creating a uh, when you're creating a post? I get a strong mm-hmm. feeling that you're songwriting when you're doing that. To some, because to me, it's flow. Yeah, it's I do the, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it just feels yeah. like if you're going to make a statement and you have the ability to craft it into something beautiful, why would you not? Exactly. Yeah. That, that's and it's awesome. back to the editing again, right? Like you can write it and then you go back and read it and go, oh no, this could be this and this about this. You know, again, there's it it doesn't sometimes it happens quick but for the most part it's a methodical kind of okay what are we writing about today yeah and your name is on it that yeah which is you know it's everything that's your stamp yeah yeah And, and the hope again is that somebody reads it and that it resonates with something to do with them and it inspires them i love that too when people say oh based on what you're doing i'm inspired to keep moving forward that's great yeah. And, and as you should. Yeah. Where do you, um, where do you record? Um, do you local studios around you? Do you travel? Like yeah. where, where's like, okay. And how uh, about, um, how about your I'm team? Sorry. Like production, your, your production team. Are they all like within close proximity to you? Do you have people that you can work with there? Well, funnily enough, the producer of my album is my son-in-law. Oh, wow. Awesome. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to back up a little bit on this. I write a fair amount with people in the UK as well. And he's from Manchester. My daughter met him when she was over there. And I came home one day from a session where they had me singing and, and they were, it was, it was on piano. Yeah, it was piano and me singing. And I said to them it, during this co-writing session, this shouldn't be me singing it and it should be on guitar. Now, I knew that Will was a fine guitar player. He had done some production. He was a producer, but, you know, not a lot because he's fairly young. And I came home one day and I said to him, hey, I got this song I'm working on. Would you like to play it on guitar for me? He said, sure. I said, well, you sing. He's a really good singer. He'll say he can't, but he's a very good singer. Do you want to sing it? He said, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sing it for you. And I said, well, why don't you produce it then so we can actually send them the track? And he did. And it was really good. So now I'm back in Canada. He's still in the UK with my daughter and I'm working with all these different artists. So we're recording. I record primarily now out of Kensington sound, which has been around 50 years. It's located in an area called Kensington market in Toronto. And we would send him, I would work with another engineer here. That was probably Ben Pelchet that I was working with then. And he ended up mixing my album, but Anyway, we'd send Will the tracks and he'd send us back the final track. Now, just before COVID, my daughter and Will moved back to Canada. The pl- after they were married, they were married in England, they moved back. And the plan was for them to find a place here. But COVID hit, everything hit the fan and they got priced out of the market for buying a place. So they were staying with us. They're, they were still with us all through COVID. Wow. So when I had to do the, when I had to do the album... And I wanted a producer. And I said to Will, Will Scholar, 
I said, I would like you to produce my album for me. And I got a Factor grant, by the way, which is very important as well to mention. Um, Factor is an organization up here that supports um, artists. And I, it's a juried, it's a juried um, initiative. And I, I got the grant, which was great. But I said to Will, I want you to produce the album for me, not because you're family, because that's suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but, but because you're so good. And, and, and I loved his aesthetic and he plays piano, he plays guitar, he, he's, he's, he's very good. Yeah. And he produced, he produced the album. So Will produced it, Ben mixed it with Will. I had Mark Kelso play drums. Mark also played on my first album, Courage phenomenal drummer my cellist and guitar player um i'm sorry cellist uh was kevin fox and vasey who owns kensington also engineered on it it was mastered by andy krem and my artwork was done by michael wycraft so a very small team as far yeah. as putting the album together but killer team like, yeah i couldn't ask for it. and they would be my they would be my live band when i played as well so yeah awesome awesome what yeah. are the, um, as we're getting closer to the end here, what are the plans for Roseanne moving forward in 2023? You got so much cooking there, girl. What's going on now? <laughs> got a lot of cooking. Well, we've released to date um, four singles. There was Strong, In Paris, Because of Me, and then Sorry I'm Late. Now, although the album is out now, and some people would say, well, the album's out. That's fine. I don't believe everybody's heard the album. I, I would like more people to hear the album, which is great. Yeah. But I'm going to be focusing on song by song by song on the track and releasing them. And I'm calling it singling them out because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm singling yeah. them out and putting them in front of people through my social media. Um, I was told by my radio promoter, that Dale Peters, that he had said, any song you want to any song on this album you want to release as a single, you can pretty much do what you want with these songs. They're all strong, which is really a compliment. That was that was a very nice compliment to have on the, on the songs, and so that's what I'm doing because they're all a different journey. Awesome. So that's that's part of what I'm doing, and all all this sort of media around it, and talking to people about it, and doing video for it. I'm just about to record a live video for a song called "Because of Me" that is on the album. Was one of the singles. I wrote it. it, it I wrote it on guitar. It ended up being piano on the album, but I'm going to do a live just me on guitar doing the song. So nice. that's, we're filming it next week. Is yeah. guitar your main instrument or piano or yeah. is it? Yeah. I, I noticed you it's have quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't see the piano. The piano's in the other room. The, I have a, a beautiful piano and I don't really play piano great. I can yeah. play it enough to accompany myself on a song. The reason I go to piano is because it shifts my brain. Yeah. If I sit at guitar, I'm like, well, what can I do that's different? But, you know, what what do I feel? Piano for sure takes me to different space. Yeah. But oftentimes when I get a semblance of a song on piano, I pick up my guitar. Yeah. The, uh, the piano is, yeah, yeah, the piano is very unforgiving for alternate tuning, too. You can't, uh, you're stuck, oh. you know. <laughs> yeah, but you can do some weird stuff. I'm still, I'm still finding it on piano. Yeah. My latest thing is to go up to um, to go up to instruments and like to sing into it. Like I was doing that. And when I was doing my sit ups this morning, I had two acoustics on the floor here and I started singing into the sound hole. 
And then oh, doing cool. them both at the same time and getting all of these overtones, I said, I got to record this because it's pretty cool. <laughs> I Have do, you uh, tried I, the bow yet? Have you tried the yeah. bow yet on a guitar? Yeah, I used to. I, I used that's to. Just, yeah. I used to use that a lot. I don't know what, what happened to it. It's lost somewhere. But yeah, that was, I, I love just experimenting. Yes. It's so much fun. Um, yeah. Roseanne, what is the best? Uh, first of all, would you like to just um, cap this off by uh, saying anything to our audience, anything of value you would like to give as being such an experienced and wonderful songwriter uh, to a lot of the younger ones who listen to this show and, um, and also best place to connect with you and find out all about you. And of course, all your links will be in the show notes. Okay. Well, I would think very similar to what I said before to be yourself and be comfortable with that. Be comfortable with that. Be yourself. Know that you're on a journey that you're going to constantly evolve through as a writer, as an artist, as a person, and you don't have to be all things at once, but you should be what you just do it. Cause it feels good. Cause in the end, no matter what anybody around you is saying, it's got to, it's, it really has to feel good in your soul and be good with it and, and love it and love it for what it is. Uh, I would say that's, that's such a key thing. That's, that's a key thing to this, this industry. This industry can be brutal. <laughs> yeah. It can. I, I mean, I joke that it's, it, it actually is kind of a heartless business at times. It is. Yeah. And you have to keep your foot in it. You know, if, if you're an artist, you're an artist and you have no choice. You've got your foot in it, whether you want your foot in it or not, because that's, that's who true. you are. Yeah. Right. You, it's not a choice. I, I started writing when I was eight. I didn't choose. I just knew when I was eight, I knew I was a singer and a writer. I don't know how I knew that. I just knew it. And, yeah. and it, I've, yeah. I've lived that through my entire life. So I would say be good and keep learning, like keep learning, do some co-writing with people, learn from the experience, you know, don't turn your nose up at it. Don't be afraid of it. It's, it's like one-on-one -on -one mentoring when, when, yeah. you, when someone's writing with you, no matter what age you are, no matter what age you are, it's like, Oh, I wouldn't have done that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And, and excellent, guess, excellent advice. And I, I Go ahead. That, yeah, finish, please. Oh, I was going to say the best place probably to find me is through my website, which would be rbtsong.com. Awesome. This was yeah. really, really fabulous. I was so glad to, uh, to have met you and have you on the show. And I want to just um, wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, your music moving forward. Thank you. And it's been such a pleasure having the chance to speak with you as well. Hey, everybody. Thanks once again for being here on Podcasting Your Global Career. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out the show notes to support the people we put on this show. Also, if you're digging the show, forward it to a friend. And you can also subscribe to us in the Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from a stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and five. 
Take a ride with me 